Welcome to Gin and Topics Tasting Room. I'm swapping Anya for Emma, our resident gin expert, the little monkey. And she's going to tell us about the gin that we drank this week, what we should have tasted, and what we could do with the rest of the bottle. So pour a glass and join us in a little gin tasting. Emma, it's episode two. We're back in the tasting room and I have got gin for you. Oh, thank goodness for that. I was getting worried. <laughs> no substitutes here. A proper gin. Absolutely. I mean, it smells of gin. We're off to a good start. Oh, good, good. I haven't even poured mine yet. Um, but this week we have picked some up from the supermarket. We are drinking a Sainsbury's Taste the Difference Blackfriars gin. And I assume Blackfriars gin is just, it's just a London dry, isn't it? It's yeah. just like, let's give it a name of police in London. Exactly. That it could be dry from. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, named after the area of London, um, is intended to be pretty classic London dry in style. Um, I think the bottle's got some London landmarks on it, right? So just if, you, in, in case you weren't sure, just hammering that at home. Oh, I have it here. Oh, does it not anymore? No, it's got it's got leaves. Oh, and it flowers. Used, it used to have uh, St Paul's Cathedral, I think, on it. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's got pictures of which I assume are botanicals. Um, it says it's distilled four times using ten botanicals. What does that and mean? I love... What does that mean? Distilled four times. You're going to tell Ugh. me. You're going to tell me because you're the expert, Emma. Don't ask me what it means. <laughs> you know. But you should know enough about gin now. We've been doing this <laughs> but... for a while. But I mean, distilled four <laughs> times. So you get a grain neutral spirit and you distill it with botanicals, and then you right. bottle it. If you tried to distill it again, you'd remove the botanical flavors. You know, unless you distill with more botanicals. Oh, okay. You just undo what you do. Yeah. So do they distill three times? It's like that. It comes from vodka marketing. I just always find it very strange when they put it on a bottle. Because, you know, vodka brands will say they're distilled 3,000 times through diamonds and that makes it really pure. You kind of want that with gin. You want the almost the impurities that are coming from the botanicals. That's what makes it delicious. The oils, all the essential, you know, essential oils and all of those kind of things. You want all of that in your gin. So did they distill it three times? Are they trying to say we make a really smooth spirit and then add the botanicals i don't know anyway well, that's the thing isn't it because because you know i'll go to the supermarket and i pick it up and i have no idea i'm like oh yeah distilled full times using 10 <laughs> botanicals that sounds like they went and put a lot of work into it they've done yeah. a lot it's going to taste okay but i i have one issue with the label <laughs> so it's a black fries london dry gin yeah Distilled in Warrington, Cheshire. Well, I mean, there's nothing really wrong with that. So it's G&J um, G Greenalls. Um, so their master distiller is Joanne Moore. She is wonderful. Uh, she is a fellow scientist. We're not really allowed to spend too much time together because then we just go off into science <laughs> talk and no one understands what the hell we're going on about. Um, but contract distilling isn't necessarily a bad thing. So this happens quite a lot. And at least they're really honest about it on the label. Um, there are a lot and of places. contract distilling means that you just basically ask someone else to distill your product yes. for you. And there's different levels. So, you know, you can go to someone and work with them to create a recipe or uh, with some of the 
uh, contract distillation places, you can just go and say, I'd like to make a gin along these lines and they will come up with a recipe for you. So there's a whole different yeah. varying kind of spectrum of how you contract distill. Um, but I mean, if you think about the people that do this in the big scale, so G&J Greenalls are quite big and you've got Thames Distillery down in London, which is run by Charles Maxwell. And I think he's about seven, eight generation distiller his son is coming up wow. into the business there is nothing about gin that this man does not know um yeah. and just kind of using the expertise and benefiting from it yeah, yeah. um and also it does make sense because buying a still and setting up a distillery can be bloody expensive yeah so, a lot of hard work yeah but it just always makes me laugh when you've got a label that says blackfriars london dry gin made in cheshire you know it's like buying those those Italian pizzas made in Germany. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, it messes with my head. But let's get on to the gin. All right. So we give it a bit of a sniff. Ten botanicals. We'll skip the distilled four times bit. <laughs> Can we identify the ten? I mean, you've got a lot of rooty earthiness on the nose of this one. There's a lot of kind of angelica root, maybe even some yeah. licorice or something going on in there. There is some juniper though, but it's kind of lying underneath that that woody kind of. Yeah, it is nose. really, really woody, isn't it? Yeah. Which I don't mind. No, and there's I don't some mind very popular gins out there. Some big, big selling brands that have you know quite a bit of earthy punch, mm. especially on the nose. Should we have a taste and see if it follows through? Yep. I'm going in. See, to taste, it's much mm. more balanced between them. The earthiness is still definitely there, but the juniper is definitely present. You've got a little mm-hmm. bit of coriander or some citrus, orange, lemon, things like that going There's on. There's not as much citrus, is no. there? And it's quite, it's got a little bit of a spice to it. Very sort of Has subtle, it? soft spice in the end, like baking spices. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, cinnamon, maybe, or cassia That's or something the like one. That. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like, it would be really good if you added to a cake or a pudding. <laughs> I mean, gin puddings. Now you're onto a winner. Soak your soak your Christmas pudding in it, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what we can do is always try adding a bit of dilution. So if we add a bit of tonic, see if that opens up the citrus, because they are sometimes, you know, quite light oils there. I mean, there sometimes they come out of suspension. You add a bit of tonic. Mm, a bit, but then also the earthy notes are really amplified again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I quite like that, though. I think it's an easy drinker. Definitely. It's very smooth. There's nothing in there. You know, like, you know, like I have an issue with pink peppercorn and I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah. and you have that with lots of cardamom. Yeah. None of that. I'm none of that. I'm quite happy. I'd quite happily quaff it. I mean, what I want to do is put it in one of those big copper glasses with loads of ice and then triple mm-hmm. citrus it. So put in some lime, lemon and orange, a little slice of each. I think that would be delicious. Nice. Yeah. Why a copper glass? Just because if you're going to put all that citrus in, you want the nose and the freshness, and it means you can get your face into the glass rather than the highball. Nice. Where, you know, yeah. you might just sit around the top and you might not get the benefit of the aroma. Got you. I thought you said copper glass, like made out of copper. Oh. <laughs> I but mean, you didn't. There have been copper copper glasses. Uh, they are a thing. 
but it slightly uh, detracts from the point of them because they started in in Spain, right? So chefs used to have them in the kitchen because the stemmed glass meant that the heat didn't travel up, so your ice didn't melt as quickly. But then if you make it out of copper, then the whole thing is going to conduct the the heat, right, and then it's just going to conduct yeah. the heat. Yeah. It looked really pretty, though. Really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> but pointless. Yes. But now I know that it's. Co- I just. I, so what is the difference? We're totally off the gin now. Talking about glasses. I, what's the difference between a copper glass and a balloon glass? It's the same thing. So same, it was just the right. name it was given when it was in Spain. Um, okay. And basically that started from um, wine glasses, which then it was like the bigger and bigger and bigger bowl size became more yeah. popular. So now you started people searching for the biggest red wine glass they could to then drink their gin out of. <laughs> but yeah, they call them <laughs> copper glasses. Uh, but basically gin balloon. Works. Got you. Nice, nice. And yeah, putting all the citrus in to balance out all this woodiness. I think so. Especially on the nose, because it is more pronounced on the nose than it is on the palate. Um, But yeah, I think it's a really nice gin, 43%, easily sippable at that ABV. Uh, You get Mm -hmm. a pretty good bang for your buck for it, given that it's its own brand supermarket gin, but 43%. Yeah. And, And really easy to get hold of. Unlike some of the gins that we have to order in, you know, I can just <laughs> literally pop down and pick one up. So they get, you know, brownie points for uh, convenience. Yeah, totally. Whoever your guest was, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> totally for convenience and the fact that it is an own brand, but highly quaffable. Yeah. I mean, G&J, nice. G&J Greenalls know what they're doing. They've been doing this for years. And that's the benefit you get sometimes from, uh, you know, contract distillation. All that knowledge. I like it. Not locked in there. Yeah. Just ready to help you make a delicious gin. Really cool. I like it a lot. I drink the rest of that. Cheers to that. Thank you very much. See you next week. See you next week. So there you go. That was this week's gin. And if you haven't listened to the topic that we paired with the gin, then why don't you do that now with the rest of your glass? And if you want to share what you're pairing your gin with and what you're going to do with the rest of your bottle, then join us on social media at Topic Gin. And of course, listen again next week for another topic and quite a few more gins. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.